this one into the night. Jimmy Rollins is going to turn for three. Here he comes. In the air, down the right field line. Way back there. Out of RBI, hit by Mitchie Poole. Here's the throw to the plate. It's in the air. He is. Oh! The 0-2 pitch. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Heller. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we last spoke, but back uh, been a couple weeks of not the best stretch for the Phillies. Um, they've been losing a lot. They haven't been scoring a lot of runs. Oh, wait, they did score 17 on Tuesday. So, you know, there, <laughs> there was one game in there. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ty Dobbert. Uh, Ty, what's going on? Yeah, like you said, we haven't spoken in two weeks. Like We literally haven't spoken. We've been sitting in our rooms in silence because if we're not recording the podcast, we just don't have anything important to say. That's why you haven't heard from us. Uh, but no, we've just last week weren't able to record, but glad to be back this week. The last Phillies game that went on, it was pretty, pretty exciting game 17 runs you you like that kind of offense position players pitching the they're not close games are probably better but if it's going to be a blowout like it might as well just be all that kind of offense so an interesting game to see if it can kind of spark them spark that offense because it hasn't been extremely great throughout this season but we couldn't really get to see if uh if it would provide that kind of spark because the next day they were rained out so two off days in a row for the Phillies because, because of the weather and they're coming up on a national series. That's you going to know, be pretty big. you know, we'd love to talk about the weather on this podcast. So um, that's right. That's yeah. Listen, I don't know. I don't have anything to say about the weather. It's the weather. raining right now. Uh, my listen. All right. All right. Here's something about the weather. I'm supposed to have softball game tonight, five 30 and it was canceled. And it didn't storm from 5.30 to 6.30. We could have played. So, you know, I'm a little I'm hurt. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The, the Phillies probably could have played. They could have yeah. played. They could have played yesterday. I mean, I wasn't in Cincinnati, but based on one screenshot of a, of a, like a weather app, it seemed like they could have played. Canceling and- games ahead of time, like, is it's not a good practice because weather people are wrong a lot. Yeah, so so Ty um, is anti fan. He likes to make people come to the game, uh, wait till the time for first pitch, and then t- and then and then tell them the game's canceled. Tell them that they can go home. Um, that's I guess how Ty feels. Listen, I, I, all right. You're let's right. talk about the weather. Like <laughs> weathermen <laughs> are and like weather people are almost always like kind of right. So <laughs> that's Ty shaking his head. I deserve that. Uh, let's get into baseball though, because <laughs> like it's time to get into baseball. You know, like you said, Ty, offensive outburst on Tuesday. They scored 17 home runs. Se- 17 home runs? No, they didn't. They scored 17 runs. They hit seven home runs. Uh, Matt Joyce hit a grand slam off of an infielder. Um, by my math, and and I haven't actually checked this, it's the first Philly to hit a grand slam off a off an infielder since Jason Worth in I think 2010 hit a grand slam off Polyanish, um, which is a great quick uh, a great clip because it's it's like Chris Wheeler talking about is this a full moon is it a full yeah moon? yeah <laughs> that's a good one that is a good one and Worth it's a slam so who was uh, the who was the last Phillies hitter in general to hit home run off an infielder 
Uh, I would say Ploof. Trevor Ploof. Yeah, yeah probably the Phillies legend Trevor Ploof. Phillies, that was Phillies. a that hit a big walk off home run off Kike Hernandez yeah. in what could be described then as a playoff push. <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean Tuesday it was everyone in the lineup except for you know Brad Miller over four four strikeouts, but we don't have to get into that. Uh, you know, Andrew McCutcheon hit two home runs. Odubel Herrera hit two home runs. Reese Hoskins, you know, a double, a homer, a walk. Ronald Torres, a double and a homer. Who, by the way, Torres, he—that's—that's that's his first game of the season with multiple extra base hits. Um, how many do you think the uh, three hundred forty million dollar man, Francisco Lindor, has? Not as many. Not as many. Not as many. We have the same amount as him. So, um, our same number it? as him. So, yeah. Some, how something. About it? Something. Where's our contract, Steve? <laughs> Come on, Steve, do it again. Um, yeah, so it, it was definitely, uh, you know, like it really seemed to maybe be a thing that will stop the momentum. The fact that the Phillies scored 17 runs and then didn't play for two days. Who knows? Um, momentum is like kind of fake. Yeah, it doesn't exist. That's that's absolutely true. But like at the same time, I feel like they would probably say, yeah, we would have preferred to to play in the game. Yeah. That was 17 hours after we absolutely, you know, crushed the ball. Um, yeah, but there's like no reason that they can't show up and still have better offense than they've had most of this season. Well, yeah, only because a, they've missed that's games. That's not a high, that's not a high bar um, because they've been pretty, dare I say, bad, especially Dis- in late Disappointing, uh, bad at worst. I mean... I would say there are maybe three, two or three guys who have over the last two or three weeks when they've really started to slide, who have, you know, been okay at the plate. Jubal Herrera has been pretty good. Uh, Reese Hoskins has been awesome. Like Hoskins has been, you know, tearing the cover off the ball a little bit. He, his OPS during his 11 game hit streak is, is over 1200. Um, and Ronald Torres, dare I say, listen, like I know, I, I agree People who say like Nick Maton probably should get some at bats. I agree with that. Um, at the same time, they're trying to win now, and Torres has been hitting well. So I think until you get to the point where he just isn't hitting anymore, um, it's not like a, a definitive it's bad a, decision to keep him in the lineup. Yeah, I, I think it was you made the same point last summer. Um, it's kind of like the Goslin thing, where this is a player who throughout his whole career is not really you know he's just not a not a good hitter but he's hitting well so you might as well ride out that hot streak and Torres is not hitting as well as Goslin did uh for a little stretch last year like he was pretty unreal uh but yeah I I think they should probably get the most out of him when he's putting together these these good games and good at-bats yeah, yeah, and and yeah, like Goslin didn't last, Torres won't last. It's he's gonna not, you know, be hitting over three hundred forever. But for the time being, it's like guys earn. I believe, like, like if guys earn, like being able to stay in the lineup, then they should stay in the lineup. Um, and he's earned it, I would say. Yeah, there's exceptions to that. I mean, when Hoskins wasn't going well, like you couldn't really bench him also they didn't really have well a yeah i was gonna say, there was no one no one there's no real replacement yeah. but there there are some guys oh yeah i mean it's like, but a situation like like shortstop or the, your other option because of gregorius being hurt is, is a rookie Mayton. in yeah. nick mayton yeah i think you ride the the 
hot bat. Yeah, ride the hot hand, play Furcon Cork Moss 36 minutes if you have to, you know. That's what it's all about. That's right. This is a pro Cork Moss podcast. For those who were probably listening only to get that information, you got it. You can leave, but please stay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't know what to make of. Um, I feel like we haven't gotten a whole lot of information about Bryce Harper and D.D. Gregorius, uh, obviously two big bats that when not in the lineup, it, it hurts the Phillies. I don't think that's much of a hot take there uh, to say it. Um, like until, but until those guys come back, it's going to be on, it's going to be on, um, you know, it's going to be on Brad Miller a little bit. Andrew McCutcheon has to hit better. He had those two home runs. He has to, he has to be better than he's been. Um, you know, so like what's your outlook for the Phillies offense is, is, is the two weeks before their 17 run game. Is that what they are without those two guys? Is that like, is that going to be average for this group or are they, are they scuffling? Are they going to pick it up a little bit? I think they'll pick it up a little bit. I really do. I mean, Hoskins isn't going to stay this hot, but having, having him in the lineup uh, means you're always going to have, you know, an on-base guy at the top. I think McCutcheon, I don't know. He's kind of had an odd season. There's been some really bad stretches, some, some really good ones too. We'll have to see how that kind of stabilizes as the year goes on but with with Herrera going well I think I think Miller I think Bohm I I think they do they have hitters that are good enough and are just kind of underperforming at this point to be better than they have been I it's it's obviously not a perfect situation going on with Harper and Gregorius out and and also they have real Muto uh, back he had been he'd been hurt so that's gonna going from Nap and Marshawn to Real Muto. That's that's going to help their lineup going forward. I I think it's not going to be as good. This seems like it's not going to be as good as it was last year. Basically, all of their starters, except for McCutcheon, had some of the best seasons of their careers. I mean, you think Real Muto was great at the plate. Harper was great at the plate. Hoskins was great at the plate before he got hurt. Nap was great at the plate, and he played a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, that like I feel like that's because Real Muto just came back uh, a couple days ago. Um, as you know, we don't know right now. Is Ty taking a a, a really important phone call? <laughs> uh, shaking his head at me Sorry again. About that. Again, I I, I deserve that. all of it. Now you're good. Um, Nap was awesome last year, and this year, like obviously he's a backup catcher. You don't expect your backup catcher to hit, but he was not even close to hitting. So you know. Replacing him with with Real Muto, there's some thunder. Um, replacing him with Real Muto is going to be an instant boost as as you know it goes along. Uh, I, yeah, like before, he he's really Real Muto is really one of the most important. Like, he's the, he's the most in the, in the lineup. He's the most important player on the team uh, because just really no other teams have a catcher that can hit as well. I mean, they they are really few and far in between. So. We've, we've said it, I think Knapp and Marshawn are both pretty capable backups, but having that that's improved defense when Rio Muto's in, even with those other guys being good defenders, it's improved defense and like miles better offense. Like that is a, that's really important to have. That really takes their team to an, like another level. 
from there. Yeah, before before I forget, because it's something I just wanted to touch on really quickly, um, something we've talked about off the pod. So they have these two guys. At this point, Andrew Knapp and Rafael Marchand. I know Marchand is, what, 22? Um, they're both MLB-ready. Well, obviously, Knapp's MLB-ready, but they're both, you know, appear to be good, solid backup catchers. So, um, you know, maybe Marchand, some teams might project him even as a, a potential starter in a few years. So what do you think? What do you think the, the Phillies' smartest plan is with those two guys? Because it's not that it'd be a waste to have Marchand in the minors. He still obviously has some developing he can do. He's, he's, he's certainly MLB-ready behind the plate based on the eye test, uh, which this is an eye test pod. But um, he could use some, some work on things. So, so what do you think that, like, if I don't know who, if um, I don't have a team in mind, calls and says, yeah, we, we, want, we want Andrew Knapp for our playoff run. Do you, do you trade Andrew Knapp and, and let it ride with, with Marchand? Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that is a possibility. But I think it's more likely that the Phillies could be trying to buy here and a team likes Rafael Marchand as their future starter. I think that would be more likely. I think it's possible that a team would like Knapp as either a full-time starter or more likely a kind of platoon. I think that would be a little more likely. I think that's a possibility. But Marchand's definitely a legit prospect. He 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 is really good behind really good behind the plate. Um, doesn't strike out a lot at the plate. He's got an arm. Yeah, he does. He's like he's just a good catcher. And I think he could help them help them get like a pretty good uh rental piece at the deadline. I don't have a player in mind right now, but I think there's a chance that he could help he could help them get like a if if they're still in it at the deadline, I think there's a chance he helps them get a good player. And um Phillies are pretty good at developing uh defensive catchers and i think there's some other potential at least backups um maybe not quite as good as marshawn in the minors but there's other players in there that i think in the future could uh help them there so i think there's i think there's at least there there's a good chance that marshawn gets traded i think more likely than nap i would say but um then you have like guys like cabral duran uh even though Hoppy, he's oh, a little Hoppy. younger. He's a little, he's a little younger, but he's uh, shown some promise there. Um, yeah, there's Conley. Like, there's some interesting catchers in the system that um, could kind of, kind of help there with the, with the depth. So, yeah, Mar- Marshawn's a legit prospect. Naps a pretty good, pretty good catcher. Works well with pitchers. So, I don't, I don't, I don't think that both of them are in the organization next year like starting next season i think it's likely one of them is gone in some kind of trade probably more yeah i agree with that um yeah um I have, I have nothing to add to that uh so talk about the lineup a little bit let's move to the rotation first things first they're not winning games that aaron Nola is starting um he was fine the other night uh he wasn't great do you have any? Yeah, um, he he was better than he had been pitching for a few starts. Uh, it's like a trend in the right direction. But even 
some of the games that he is pitching well, they had they weren't really winning this season. So uh, that's going to be going to be key. They have three pretty good pitchers at the top of their rotation there, and they are they're just gonna they're gonna need to ride them out, and they're gonna have to somehow put together the offense to win those games. Nola, I think this is a step in the right direction. Uh, we know what he is at at this point. He's he's going to be better than this, I would say. He's enough of a track record. But um, but Nola Nola Wheeler and I, you know Eflin's going to be important there too. But Nola and Wheeler especially, like they're gonna they're gonna need to carry this team. It looks like I should I should mention because games got mixed up in my head a little bit. Nola started the seventeen run game, so they did win yes. that Aaron Nola. Started. Yeah, but in in general, they haven't won. They haven't won. They have not been of, winning his starts. Um, Wheeler or Eflin either for uh, like uh, yeah, a lot of right. a lot of the time. Wheeler, I kind of declared it last time. I'm going for it completely. He took the leap. Leap. Like, yeah, he did. He really took capital it. L. I'm looking at you, Garrett Cole. Like he took the leap. He's one of the five best pitchers in baseball. He has been absolutely dominant. Uh, he's the best pitcher on the team. There's no question. Um, that's not a knock at Nola, even though he's been struggling. That is Wheeler has gone from last year. He was good, but he was also, you know, oh wow, I had four double plays in that game. Like that's that'll help. He went from it being dependent on batted ball contact to just striking guys out, you know, uh, just like he's so dominant. It's yeah. He's, he's a certified ace. Like, and he's a, he's the type of pitcher that like, when you think of a stud pitcher, like it's, it's him, the overpowering fastball as a starter, like that, that's what you like to see as he he's a bunch of different pitches that he can fool guys with. He's just, yeah. It, I don't know. He's he is really good. He's completely locked in right now. And he is just he's the way he's striking out guys as compared to last season. Like that's just he was good last season, but like you said, like this is a whole nother step. And I think he's gonna compete for a Cy Young here. It's just it's been really it's been really cool to watch. The Phillies, they signed him. I think they knew that he they could kind of help him turn into a better pitcher. I don't know if they really like could have banked on him being this good as he has been since they yeah. signed him. I mean, I think, I think that's, this is kind of what people talked about, right? It was, you know, at his very, not at his worst, but at what he's, he had been in, in 2018 and 2019, he was a very good pitcher that would help your team based on his stuff, which is a fastball that can sit 99. Um, and like a, you know, a slider that's <laughs> harder than 90 mile, like based on his stuff, it was all right. He can maybe take again. I said the Garrett Cole thing like that. That's who people were saying. All right, maybe he can do kind of what what Cole did from Pittsburgh to Houston. Um, and he like I don't know if, if Caleb Cotham deserves the credit. Uh, I don't know if if you know it started last year. I don't like I have no idea. Um, but it happened, and he's been unreal. Yeah, yeah. And it's also one thing you know when you sign a guy it, to say if. If things go right, we think he can really take that kind of kind of leap. You think of, you know, like Garrett Cole took. It's one thing to say that. It's tough to pull off. Like it, it really is. And they if they made it work, he made it work. It's been uh it's been impressive. Yeah. Maybe Drew Smiley, maybe his Garrett Cole leap right around the corner. Uh <laughs> could be. He looked a little bit like Cliff Lee out there. He did. People forget that before the season. I don't remember what 
Ty said about Drew Smiley, but but we we did have Drew Smiley's brother in our our mentions on Twitter, uh, and Smiley has not been has not been great in twenty twenty one. But uh, touch on touch on Eflin here. Uh, he had a rough start over the weekend. Um, his first time not going six innings in forever. It feels like and and you kind of said this a lot. It, he's not he's not a top of the rotation guy. I would say he's a he's like a good number three to have. Maybe not yeah. a, not a good number three on like oh a capital B big three, but you know a good number. Yeah, three it's on not that. it's not the uh, it's not the 2019 Nationals, but it's a solid. <laughs> whoops, which whoops uh, for the time that I said that once on this. Yeah, but uh, it is a it is a solid solid three. The Phillies coming into this season, um, they kind of decided in spring trading that they had three aces like they they kind of told a lot of people that and uh, a lot of people bought it uh that that's not really Eflin that's not even a knock on him uh considering they got him for the Jimmy Rollins by the time he was pretty bad like it's a pretty good pretty good deal there they they've turned him in he's turned himself into a really good pitcher and like you said a nice one to have but um yeah he might not he might might not be Aaron Nola Zach Wheeler but He's still been really good for them. He gives them a lot of innings, kind of helps with the bullpen in their usage. And they're really going to need him, especially because of the, you know, the last Velasquez start was not, um, not great. You could say not, not great. I guess if you listen to last episode, I think we declared that he is, uh, he's legit good. And maybe we were wrong and, there's got so there's some uncertainty in the, those last two rotation spots and just having like you said like having that three that you can rely on that it's not going to be the number three of the 2019 Nationals or the you know the 2011 Phillies or 09 Yankees or whatever but having having just a three that you know is going to give you a lot of innings and be pretty reliable overall like that that is nice to have and they really do like they need that that's really important for them yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's a, a very valuable pitcher to have. Um, I still think they should look into an extension. Although I don't know, guys like him, I feel like wait for free agency and and find a team to to He'll get paid. Talk themselves into you know believing that you can take a, a step. And and I don't think he can. I think he his stuff has gotten. Uh, I, it's rare that we see a guy come into the majors and and their stuff just like completely change uh when he when he when he debuted he was just throwing like 92 mile per hour sinkers maybe a little bit harder than that but not with the same movement that he has now not throwing as hard as he as he has been been over the last you know two seasons at this point so it's it's a guy who when you know he's been getting better who's to say he can't but um they they i don't know if it's a need but like if they're gonna buy the Phillies the last three years have just bought cheap, bought fringe. And that's not to say that stuff doesn't help you win baseball games. It does. Um, but at some point, if they're going to try to win, like that, this is when you, maybe not this right now, as uh, we're talking about it as they've been really struggling, but like get a guy for the rotation. And all of a sudden, like that's a huge, huge, huge strength. You know, you have, instead of having three, having yeah. four guys instead of three guys, then you have one one spot you got to figure out. Yeah, 
And even if it's not at the deadline, maybe they decide to punt. I don't know if that would be the right call, but if they decide to punt or not even fully punt, but just like not completely go all in, it's got to be this offseason, whether that's in a trade. You have or, your mock offseason ready? We're going into this right now? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know yeah, who's so, the agent. First, um, no, I don't even have a joke. <laughs> no, I, they, if even if, if it's a trade, a free agent signing, they, they, like you said, they need a, they need some kind of reliable pitcher. Like somebody, somebody in the, the tier that's below Nola, but above Eflin. If you can do better than that, that's really great. But somebody like in, in that kind of caliber, at least I would say. Yeah. Agreed. Um, sorry, like the, there's just, there's like just too much. Zach Granke. That'd be awesome. That would. Yeah. Sunny Gray is available at the deadline this year. Somebody like that. Like somebody in that of that kind of ability. Lance Lynn. This is a non-Philly thing. Can we talk about Lance Lynn for a second? He's been he's been unreal. I don't know how like he's not gonna have an ERA under like 1.5 for the season. He's been awesome. The Rangers signed him a three-year $30 million contract. Um, like yeah. <laughs> I don't I yeah, that's all he's it's it's odd. Like, doesn't it feel like forever ago that he like kind of had like a breakout season with the Cardinals, and then he like he's just had a he's kind of he's, underrated. He's career. had he has he's how many how many how, how much more do you think he's been worth in his career? How many years has he played? Um, I don't know, probably like ten. Oh, around around ten, like thirty. I think I think it's thirty. I think that's right. Um, yeah, that like that's a. That's a good picture, man. Like he is, especially these last few years. He's twenty-seven. Pretty, yeah, he's been he's been pretty unreal. He's had and one, the best is that he just one bad year. He he just throws heaters. Yeah, <laughs> he like but, doesn't throw off-speed pitches. Yeah, there was a good there was a good John Boy. Last yeah, week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. He uh, yeah, he is just. And somebody somebody tweeted this out the other day. It might have been John Becker on Twitter, like. Just not enough, not enough big guy pitchers. There's, there's not. You don't Shortage. have the CCs. You don't uh, have the CCs. Big guy, you don't have big, the Jabas. Big guy players in general. Like you know, we don't have a lot of like. Tommy Hunter is not walking through that door. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's true. So he's Todd, a free agent Coffey, after this year. Not no. What's that? So he's a. Do you remember Todd Coffee? How he would run in. <laughs> it's Jared Hughes, but he's when <laughs> <laughs> Jared Hughes. I'm gonna have to re- speaking of John Boy. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. Re-watch that, that video. What were you, what were you that, saying? Oh, uh, so Lynn is he? A, Lynn is a free agent. He's a free agent. The Phillies. I'll say it, this is my mock off season. Sign Lance Lynn and Carlos Correa. There it is. There That's my mock off season. It is. I love it. I Lance Lynn. Listen, Lynn and Correa, natural Phillies. All right. Um, so before we get into some minor league baseball, um, well, well, first let, let's touch on let's touch on Spencer Howard. Um, what do you like? You've seen from him. What haven't you liked? Because uh, you've watched him for for a few years now, or a couple of years, I should. Yeah, say. yeah. Um, it's still like not quite so. It's kind of he's looked good early in outings, 
isn't really able to maintain it uh, super deep. But he, um, even when he is on, it's still not quite what he showed two years ago in double A. I don't know. I think it's really, really, really tough to kind of uh, bank on him like being a regular starter at this point. There's just a lot going on. If you get a piggyback starter to go with him, I think that's a little more manageable because maybe if Howard doesn't really have it, you can pull him after two innings and then the piggyback starter can kind of uh, take a couple. Well, that's more that's kind of what they're, I feel like they have been. But I think they like, do. I think they might need like kind of a set guy. To do, you think, like do you think they should, do you think they should stretch out Ranger Suarez? That's tough because he's looked so good as a reliever. He hasn't been exactly used in the highest of, of leverage. I mean, he did. Yeah. I guess I, I. I mean, the other night he came in with the bases loaded. They were up big, I think. But I don't know. It's just like I know it's still not the biggest sample size. Like the first year that he pitched as reliever, but other than last year, like 2019, uh, and then this year, like Suarez as a reliever has been has been really effective. So I don't know. I think you consider it, but I I don't know. You you touched on we were gonna get into some minor stuff. Bailey Falter has been really good, like really, really, really good in Lehigh Valley. Uh I think there's a chance that I don't know if they would piggyback him with Howard, but maybe. And maybe if Howard, you know, they don't see him sticking as a starter, I think Falter would probably get the first crack at it because he made his major league debut already. Uh wasn't the best. Uh, outing but it was a mop-up in Colorado but he's been great in AAA I think that's somebody you could get a look but Howard just a just a lot of uncertainty there yeah I mean the upside's there but I has to feels like it like a lot of things need to go right for them I think it's really determining where he's he's most valuable and maybe it ends up being I don't know in the the maybe he becomes an Andrew Miller type maybe he doesn't maybe he could just for Maybe it could be a one inning. Like what's even. what's what's more valuable? A guy who will come in and, and start and throw four innings every time. And like it'll be a good four innings, but you know you can't count on him and pass that. Or a guy who can be like lights out out of the bullpen in some capacity. Yeah, I think lights out out of the bullpen, right. probably. If you at least have somebody who can give you four innings, if they have somebody else who can do that. Yeah, and I, mean, I think Falter have... at this point, based on what he's shown, I think he could do that. They got Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. Those guys yeah. are still getting paid. Like, I'm not saying that's that's a, a good plan, but I don't know. Chance they, those guys get another shot, I would I would assume at least Anderson. Um, yeah, before... and it's for reason. It's for reasons like this why we were just talking about a trade because when you're kind of debating like one spot and it's Spencer Howard who has just been a uh, you know. Like like we said, talented upsides there, but far from a sure thing. Uh, and it's him, Matt Moore, or Chase Anderson. Like it's it seems like you're a little bit short in your rotation. Yep, it, they are a little bit short. Um, there's no doubt about that. Before we go into the minor leagues, one last thing. Um, just you know, pulling out here a little bit, big picture. Uh, they're four and a half games behind the Mets for first place in the division. Um, 
you know, they're 26 and 29. The Braves are 26 and 28. The Marlins, the Nationals are both, you know, a, a game and a half, two games back. Mets have been playing well of late. So they're, you know, six, six games up, six games over 500, I should say. But no, like, they're not, they're not going away with it right now. That they, like, they haven't shown i mean they haven't been healthy it's it's kind of crazy they've been winning as much as they have been but like at what at what i guess at what level do the phillies have to play to stick around and and talk themselves into buying like if they're i think it's like around 500 still i don't see anyone pulling away with it the mets are still dealing with injuries like is this playing well though is this what lindor is now I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not what he is now. But he was not particularly. He was better than this last year. But he was not particularly good. So it's been since 2019. Let everyone remember. Let everyone. No, we don't. We don't. We don't have to do this. We don't have to play play this game, Ty. Lindor wasn't as good in 2019, right? Like as he he was. He was his best season. I think was maybe 17 or 18. All right, everyone. So let us remember that after sometime this off season, before this baseball season. I was looking at Lindor's stats and I said, hmm, do you think it's possible Lindor's offense just like isn't as good anymore because he kind of had two down years? I was like, I know it was a small sample in 2020, but do you think there's a chance like he's just like not the same as a hitter? And Johnny got mad at me for suggesting that. He said that it was a bad thing for me to suggest that that I was wrong. Uh, And uh, I don't know. I don't remember this. Nowadays, he probably like, does not actually remember this like no i do i I, trust me i remember this yeah yeah so absolutely i'm gonna admit that i was uh i've i've just always have to say i was right you have to admit that i might not have been you overreacted i not might not have been 100 right in 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 reacting the way i I did um that's fine i've always been a lindor guy very fun player very fun when he's good he's gonna get Um, better the home run that he hit in puerto rico that was him, right? Nope. Yeah. Or was that? Yeah. That was Correa. No. No, that was Lindor. That was Lindor. You're right. Um, yeah, the Grand Slam. Yeah. The fake Grand Slam. It shouldn't have been bases loaded. Yeah. In the in the, in the playoffs against the Yankees. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He'll be fine. Like, he won't be. Maybe he's not as good as he was, like, at his absolute best at the plate. But he'll be better than this. So, if you're a Mets fan and you happen to be listening to this, don't don't be worried yeah yeah but just do know that i haven't checked in a while actually i don't know if andrew knapp has more rbis than james McCann. so i'll i'll look later um yeah all right minor leagues take it away Before yeah so i just have a couple notes on the upper minors the uh the running fight and fills have they've been struggling this year just start of the year there weren't a ton of like actual prospects on that team like that at the least amount of like actual prospects i would say uh they're kind of getting some help uh, one guy he's not not you want to call him a prospect but it's it's they added him last week it was uh jorge bonifacio he was on the tigers last year i think he has some time with the royals 27 year old outfielder uh, he came in he came in and uh like his first starts, it was in a doubleheader, and he hit three home runs on the day. So that's going to help their lineup a little bit. Maybe there's a chance 
he he he'll probably see triple a at some point maybe uh there's an outside shot of him making the phillies at some point but that's a guy with major league experience that's going to at least help the fightings roster and then also uh yesterday they sorry two days ago they called up bryson stott and he's you know he's the one of their top prospects 2019 first rounder a shortstop unlv friends with bryce harper uh he started in high A and he was really like, you could tell he was just kind of too good for that league. And so they called him up to double A and that's going to help their, that's going to help their team too. And that's going to be, you know, a big step for, for his development. Uh, maybe in another year or two, you'll see him in Philadelphia. So just an interesting, interesting player to watch there. Uh, then triple A, there's some stuff going on. Uh, we're recording this. On Thursday, and on Thursday, the Iron Pigs, they have Scott Kingery DHing on a rehab assignment. Adam Hazley is playing center field on a rehab assignment. And Matt Moore is starting on the mound in a rehab assignment. So a lot of, uh, you know, major leaguers playing for the Iron Pigs there. We'll have to, it'll be. Interesting to watch. So here's the thing: I, when Kingery's done the assignment, he's probably going to get optioned to AAA, so he'll probably stay in Lehigh Valley. Moore will probably be back up with the major league team Dude, in some capacity. They can't. They they can't have as many long relievers as like maybe, maybe he does. Maybe can does you like. Like, can you roster Anderson more and Hale when they're not? None of those guys are in the rotation. Like, it just it just doesn't make any. We'll see. Sense. It doesn't make any sense. Well, we'll we'll see what they. Do. It's not. No, you're you're right. Conducive to winning baseball games. We will see. Yeah. But I the I think the most interesting one is Hazley to see how he performs there. Um. I don't foresee him taking the starting center field job at this point because of how Herrera has been playing. But I do think there's a chance that he could be back on the major league team and helping them out. But do you have anything to say about Hazley? Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we didn't mention uh, Roman Quinn's injury, which um, Gillies sucks. Uh, just a, yeah, a yeah, fun that, player, that does. player to watch and, and, and the guy who, Clearly has battled injury after injury after injury the last, um, you know, five seasons. Like, I think he was first in the majors in 2016. Um, oh, it's maybe, maybe been more 17. than five years because, like, the minors and right, everything. Right, right. It's like, yeah. Every year it seems like he like he could never catch a break. Like, it really, like yeah. you said, it sucks to see. And uh, hopefully hopefully he's able to, to overcome this one. but. Yeah. Uh, you have to be concerned that the, obviously his biggest thing is his speed. You just hope that uh, the injury doesn't take too much away that he can still be. He he struggled early this year, but I think uh, once he got back from the finger injury, I think he could show like when he's on, he's definitely a, a very helpful player to have on the team. Yeah. And yeah, that's just never want to see that, but especially like, for a guy, it just keeps happening to like it's yeah. just it it sucks. Yeah, um, but but as far as you know what that means for Hazley, it does kind of open up maybe a bench spot for him. Um, Phillies have a lot of lefties though. 
It yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. Like, who would you see getting sent down that's on their bench right now in favor yeah. of Hazley? That's true. Because we like you wouldn't you wouldn't take him over Joyce, even though Joyce hasn't been great this year. But I think you would probably want Joyce's threat of like some power. Yeah, and you want Mayton because he's your infielder. Like obviously yeah. Miller can also play infield. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, they definitely need a right-handed bat at some point, but nothing yeah. yet. <laughs> so, yeah, Yoannis Cespedes ain't walking through that door unless. No. But he's still he's still. Hey, the hey listen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So series against the the Nats this weekend, right? Um, yep. So first time playing them this season. I feel like. It's always it's always weird. It's always scheduled. They play one team three times in April or May, and they don't play other teams till June that are in the division. So it'll be it'll be a lot of Nationals Phillies baseball um, in the coming months, which is always. I feel like that's like a kind of a kind of a good rivalry at this point. I mean. It's not the actual it's teams. It's the fans. The, fa- yeah. it's the fans. The fans. Don't the fans. Like well, each the, other. the the social media accounts, like the national yeah. social media account, just goes out of its way to dunk on the Phillies every time, and it's like, cool. People forgot yeah. that I I quote tweeted and ratioed the national social media account last year. Um, so. That is true. <laughs> that was a that was a good one. Yeah, ratioing uh, the national. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's, uh, that'll do it here. Uh, thoughts on, on Hawk Sixers. Um, let's see when Embiid plays. Yeah. Sixers and seven. Start Maxi. Sixers and seven. Start Maxi every game, even when Embiid is back. That's what I said. That's right. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the Phillies Nation podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah.